Mesechus Brochus, Perek Beis, Mishnah Dalit, until Perek Beis, Mishnah Zion. The following Mishnah brings out an important difference between saying Shema and saying Shemona Esrei. Even though, ideally, Lechat Chila, one should have full, perfect con- concentration when saying Shema, Ho'umnin, workers, who are in the middle of a job, and they're not necessarily on the ground, somewhere where they would be fully stable. Kohirin Beresh Ilon, they're allowed to say Kriyashma at the top of a tree, a Beresh HaNidbach, or on top of a stone structure. If, let's say, he was a builder or something, and he's on top of a wall, he doesn't need to come down in order to say Shema. Because really, he could technically fulfill his obligation just by concentrating in the first sentence. And he can manage that even up there, and therefore he does not need to come down. He does need to stop doing his work while he says Shema. He shouldn't be hammering away while saying Kriya Shema, but he doesn't need to come down onto the ground. But this is not allowed, he is not allowed to do this when it comes to Tefillah. And when the Mishnah refers to Tefillah, it's talking about Shemona Esrei. Shemona Esrei is begging Hashem to help us. Shemona Esrei requires full concentration, possibly even more than Kriya Shema, because you're literally talking to Hashem. And therefore you would not be able to do that on top of a tree or something, rather you'd have to come down so that you could have full concentration for the entire Shemona Esrei. Mishnah Hay, there's an important rule which is known as Ha'isik B'mitzvah Potter Minah Mitzvah. One who is involved in doing one mitzvah is exempt from doing a different mitzvah. Therefore, one who is involved in a particular mitzvah is exempt from saying Kriya Shema. And this is actually learnt from the parasha of Shema itself, because it says there that you should say Shema B'shivdcha B'vesecha. When you sit in your house, when you yourself are sitting for your own needs, and you're not doing something holy like a mitzvah, then you should say Kriya Shema, implying that if it's not a sitting for your own benefit, rather you're doing a mitzvah, in such a scenario you would be exempt from saying Kriya Shema. Now what our mission is going to tell us, is that even if you're not doing a mitzvah right now, but you're just distracted because of a mitzvah, even then you're going to be potter from doing another mitzvah, and in our case you're going to be potter from saying Kriya Shema. And this is learnt from a Velech Again, it says when you are going on your way, which implies that if you're not doing something for yourself, you're not trying to benefit yourself, rather you did a mitzvah and you're being distracted and you can't concentrate as a result of the mitzvah, in that case you would not need to say Kriyashrama. And the example of this which the Mishnah gives is Chosan. A groom, and we're referring specifically to a Chosan who marries a woman who was never married before. And the halach is that if somebody marries a woman thinking that she had never been married before, and she never had any relations with anyone before, and then he comes to have relations with her, and he finds out that actually she had previously had relations with somebody else. In that scenario, the entire marriage is invalid. And because of that, for the first few days after one got married to a woman, who he assumed had not been married before, he was sort of very worried that when he has relations with her, he'll find out that actually she had done this before, which would invalidate their entire marriage. Now, during times of the Mishnah, they got married on a Wednesday. That's the Mishnah at the beginning of Kasubas. But be it as it may, a chosen who has just married a woman who he, is, who he assumes has not had relations before, Potter Kriyashma Balayla Harishain, he's exempt from saying Kriyashma on the first day of the wedding, the first night, meaning the night of his marriage, and Motsoi Shabbos until Motsi Shabbos. So Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Shabbos night, Motsi Shabbos, on those four nights, until he has relations with her, He's very anxious and can't concentrate properly, and because this distraction came as a result of a mitzvah, of getting married and having children, because of that he'll be exempt from saying Kriyashma. Imlo also if he hasn't yet had relations with her. But once he has relations with her, then he will know whether she has had relations before, and so from when he has had relations with her, he will now become obligated to say Kriyashma once more. 
Maisa Roman Gamliel, it once happened with Roman Gamliel, He actually did read Kriyat Shema on the first night that he got married. The night of his wedding, he still said Kriyat Shema. His student said to him, Did you not teach us, our teacher? That a groom is exempt from saying Kriyat Shema on the first night of his marriage. So why did you say Kriyat Shema? Amalahem, he replied to them, I am not going to listen to you to nullify and not to accept the kingship of Hashem, even for one moment, meaning it might be true that I'm exempt from saying Kriyashma, but I see Kriyashma as so, as so fundamental and such an important part of my day that even when I don't have to say it, I still say it in order to really accept Hashem's sovereignty over myself each day. Mishnah Vov, because we bought the story of Roman Gamliel in the previous Mishnah, the next two Mishnahs bring two other similar stories, or similar structures, as the previous one. Roman Gamliel washed himself with hot water on the night that his wife died. Now when one's wife dies, he becomes an Ovel and has to mourn over her. And one of the things which an Ovel may not do, is wash himself properly with hot water. So Omri Tamidov, his student, said to him, Our teacher did you not teach us she Ovel that a mourner is forbidden to wash himself with hot water, so why are you seemingly being lenient on yourself and washing yourself with hot water? Amalahem, he replied to them, I'm not like any other man. Istanis, I am an istanis. An istanis is somebody who's very sensitive to the cold, he's sort of a very fragile person, and he has severe discomfort if he doesn't wash himself with hot water. And the whole reason why a mourner may not wash himself with hot water is to avoid the pleasure of it. But Roman Gamaliel wasn't washing himself for the pleasure, he was washing himself to get rid of the discomfort and the pain which he was experiencing, and therefore it was permitted. Mishnah Zayin, third and final story of Roman Gamaliel, Tovi Avdoi. When Tovi, Roman Gamaliel's servant, died, Tovi was a non-Jewish servant, when he died, Kibbalol of Tanchumin, Roman Gamaliel accepted comforting words over him. This is referring to a custom that after somebody buried his relative, when they were walking outside of the graveyard, so he would stand there, and all the people there would make rows of people, and they would come towards him, and pass in front of him, and say nice words of comfort. And that was in order to honour the person who had just died. So Rabban Gamliel stood there and accepted people's comforting words over the death of Tovi, his non-Jewish slave. So Omri Tamidov, Rabban Gamliel's student, said to him, Did you not teach us, Rabbeinu, our teacher? The one is not allowed to accept comfort over the death of slaves. One can't go through this whole process, because the whole point of this is to show honour to the person who had died, and slaves are usually not the most honourable of people. And even if they are, it's forbidden. Because if people see you giving so much honour to this person who had just died, they may think that the person who died, the slave, was actually Jewish. And then they'll think that the, that the slave's children are also Jewish, and they'll allow the slave's children to marry a normal Jew, which of course is forbidden. And therefore, Roman Gamaliel had said to his students that it's actually forbidden to go through this whole process of comforting for non-Jewish slaves. So they had a very valid question, and that is, what on earth are you, Roman Gamaliel, doing, accepting these comforting words over your non-Jewish slave? Amalahem. Roman Gamaliel replied to them, No. Ain tovi abdi Tovi, my servant, was not like any other slave. He was a very honourable person. In fact, he was a Talmud Chacham. Koshrahoya, he was fit for this honour, and therefore I wanted to go through this process in order to give him this last honour, even though he is a slave, and even though he wasn't even related to him. Because usually you only go through this process 
if you're related to the person who died. Rabbi Gamliel wasn't even related to him. However, in order to give him this honor, he received the comfort and went through this whole process for the sake of Tovi's honor.